As I mentioned earlier, our sermon series for the season of Lent is on spiritual disciplines. And as a, as a church family, we are going to journey to the cross together. So Lent, and, and as Sarah mentioned earlier, this is the first time that she's paid attention to Lent, and, and Sarah's experience is not unique. There are churches all over the world who um, are follower, faithful following churches of Jesus that don't necessarily pay attention to the season of Lent, and there are just many different paths and traditions and ways to live out a person's faith, and that's, you know, the many different paths. But in, in our tradition, we observe this season between Ash Wednesday and Easter as a time of reflection and as a time of drawing near to Jesus and as a time of, of preparing for that Easter, that, that Holy Week, that time where we acknowledge what Christ has done for us and for the world. And it's appropriate that today, the first Sunday of Lent, we are going to celebrate Holy Communion together. So our scripture passage this morning is from Psalm 42. And the word soul is going to come up quite a bit for um, in, throughout throughout our conversation this morning, but also in in the scripture. So um, take note of what's going on with the soul in the psalmist's read as I read the psalmist's words, and also maybe what's going on in your own soul as we experience the spirit together this morning through the living word of God. Hear God's word from the first five verses of Psalm 42. As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go meet with God? My tears have been my food day and night. While people say to me all day long, where is your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I used to go to the house of God under the protection of the mighty one with shouts of joy and praise among the festive throng. Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise my Savior and my God. This is God's word. Thanks be to God. About 15 years ago, on an Ash Wednesday, during an Ash Wednesday service, I was praying 
for something that I wanted to give up. What could I give up for Lent? Because that too is a common practice in many traditions, to give something up for Lent. And in this worship service at another church, I, we were invited to just spend some quiet moments praying, what could we give up for Lent? And so I was in this, this Ash Wednesday service, and I was praying, what should I give up for Lent? What should I give And into my mind came the words, snooze button. And I had a double take, like, what? My snooze button? My snooze button. Give up my snooze button. Like, what did that, my snooze, have to do with Lent? And like, how did all that go together? And it was like, it took me a minute to process this. Like, snooze. Give up my snooze button. Like, get right out of bed. I'm like, okay. So, being an Enneagram one that I am, I created some rules. You know, I, alarm went off, had to hit the alarm, and then I, I couldn't ever put my head back on my pillow. I, I, I could only, you know, had my elbows up in my bed and had to, like, steal myself to get out of bed. At the time, my kids were two, five, and eight. Sleep was a luxury. But so was time with God. And my soul longed for that also. And I rarely got it. And so I responded to the Spirit's prompting and made a commitment to give up that snooze button when the alarm went off at 5 a.m. And I aimed to keep my Lenten commitment. I dragged myself out of bed that first morning to the kitchen, barely awake. I waited for that first warm cup of coffee. Then I cozied up on the couch with my coffee and my cat and my Bible and my journal. It was quiet. I was alone with Jesus. It was heavenly once I got there. But the next morning at 5 a.m. came way too early, and it was hard work dragging myself out of bed to the kitchen, to the coffee, to the couch again, and again. Our sermon series for Lent is on spiritual disciplines. Not spiritual hobbies, not spiritual art, not spiritual pastimes, spiritual disciplines. Discipline is consistent, habit-forming work. Or another definition, activity or experience that provides mental and physical training. Work, 
training. So a spiritual discipline would be habit-forming work or mental training for spiritual purposes. Why would we want to engage such a pursuit as this? Why would we compelled why would we be compelled to pursue spiritual disciplines for Lent? Well, our scripture passage today offers one answer. Verses 1 and 2, as the deer pants for streams of living water, as the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. My soul thirsts for the living God. The psalmist uses the image of a deer panting, thirsting for water. For a deer, water is essential, a basic necessity for survival. As always, context matters. Let me say this every week. Where was the psalmist when the psalmist was composing the psalm? Not in water-rich Michigan, where the deer wander into yards and gardens and eat tulips and pansies for lunch and hostas for dessert. The psalmist is writing in the arid desert conditions of the Middle East. The author offers an image of a panting animal in need of hydration. Streams of water sound reviving, refreshing. And the end of verse 2, when can I go meet with God? The psalmist isn't asking, when does church start? The psalmist is asking, saying that they're in a spiritual desert. Their soul is parched. They're separated from the community, from the worship, from what they once remember, this joyful, festive throng. The author feels arid, dried up, panting, thirsting for God. For God who is far away or hidden or not available. Do you ever feel this way about God? You long to connect. Your soul is thirsting for God like a deer for a stream of water. And yet, where is the stream? When am I going to meet with God? When is God going to show up? Perhaps, you knew a peace that transcends understanding, and then the world was hit by a global pandemic. And then that peace was replaced with anxiety. When will I experience peace again? Or perhaps you once had confidence and clarity in a sovereign, powerful God. And today you are watching Ukrainians get bombed, abandoning their homes and their lives. And you wonder if God is asleep at the wheel. Is this the best you got, God? Or maybe you've never felt God was near. But you hear people talk 
about the relationship with Jesus in a way that sounds appealing, refreshing, like streams of water to a thirsting soul. A pastor friend of mine who I regard highly, he's now retired, once told me, I used to have regular encounters with God. God used to talk to me boldly and clearly. And I don't have that anymore, but it's okay, because I used to, and it's enough. The psalmist remembers encounters with God, too, and longs for the days of comfort and joy and worship and praise. The psalmist seems to take their own soul in hand at the end of our, of our passage and offers a pep talk. Verse 5. Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God. For I will yet praise my Savior and my God. It's as if the psalmist, after pouring out this longing and lament, takes their own soul and gives their soul a pep talk. Don't worry, soul. God's got you. You'll find water. God is alive. It's like the psalmist puts on a keep calm and praise God t-shirt. The psalmist takes responsibility for the spiritual situation. Remember what you know to be true, soul, and dwell on that. Well, this Lenten season, we have the opportunity to follow the psalmist's example, to engage our own souls by drawing near to Jesus through the practice of spiritual disciplines. That Ash Wednesday 15 years ago, when the Holy Spirit placed those unexpected words in my mind, Jesus was pursuing me. Morning after morning, not hitting the snooze button, getting right up was hard. It was hard. Consistent, habit-forming work is what it was. It was hard until it wasn't. Soon, early mornings on my couch with my coffee and my cat and Jesus, reading God's living word was joy, it was life, it was a stream of living water nourishing my soul that I eagerly looked forward to and was even willing to go to bed early for. And today... 15 years later, the fruit of that consistent habit-forming work remains. 
because I still cozy up on the couch with Nick's cat today and my coffee and Jesus and God continues to pursue me. I'm excited about Lent and what God's got in store for me this season. Because God continues to pursue me. But God isn't just pursuing me, God is pursuing Creston Church. And God is pursuing you. Like the psalmist, you have an opportunity to take action, to engage in a spiritual discipline and see what happens. Is it safe to say, wherever you are in your faith, a cool drink of living water to refresh your soul would be welcome? Today is the first Sunday in Lent. I invite each of you, those worshiping online, to spend some time in prayer considering how, how you might like to observe the season. Each week, the sermons will focus on a different discipline. You could practice that discipline for the following week if you like, or you might choose one thing to do throughout Lent. We have, um, we'll be offering inserts each week that give you possibilities. So if you have your, if you grabbed a bulletin, this is, there's, these are just excerpts from one side of one of our inserts, spiritual disciplines for Lent, spiritual practices. There's some more detailed information. There's some family-friendly suggestions and then some more um, detailed suggestions. Daily scripture reading, daily prayer, silence, solitude, meditation, daily examine, options, opportunities. Create a journal, spend the season of, of Lent Reflecting, offering prayers of confession, prayers of thanksgiving, variety of ways. And as a church, I invite all of us to read through the Gospels of Mark and Luke together. Jen will be printing in this shaded box each week in the bulletin a daily schedule of a chapter to read, one chapter a day. You might consider doing this with your family, with a partner, with your house. The chapters will be printed on Facebook as well as beautiful audio recordings. The first week is just, I've already heard the first week and it's just beautiful. Audio recordings done by members of Creston Church. I'm, I am going to be doing this with Jenna, and we're going to meet and talk about what God is doing in our lives and how 
we hear God's voice through the scriptures and just encouraging one another on our journey with Jesus, our journey to the cross with Jesus. Go on an adventure for Lent, a journey, a journey to the cross together. You will find streams of living water for your thirsting soul on your journey. Expect it, anticipate it, watch and be amazed. Because Jesus is inviting you and the Spirit is moving in your heart and offers you, offers us all, offers us as a church streams of living water to indeed refresh our souls. Let's pray. Loving God, as we reflect on the cross, And as we recognize that Jesus Christ gave his life for a complete forgiveness of all our sin, that we indeed have opportunity for a renewal, for a refreshing, for new life again and again and again in Christ. And so we pray, God, that through your spirit that you work in our hearts and you show each one of us exactly what and how and where you would have us participate in the journey that you are inviting us on. We thank you for meeting us in this this space today. We are eager for what you will do. We need you, Jesus. Every hour we need you. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Help us, we pray. Amen.